Welcome to the British Sports Car Podcast. Join me, Sarah, and Nick, our resident sports car expert, as we bring you all the latest news from the top tiers of British motorsport, including British GT, GT Cup and Brick Car, as well as British motorsport interests from around the world. Hello and welcome to the April episode of International News from the British Sports Car Podcast. My name's Nick Smith, I'm one of two hosts of the British Sports Car Podcast and I'm the one that gets excited by really long, long races. So I'm going to talk to you today about racing from the FAA World Endurance Championship, from IMSA and from the Fanatec GT World Challenge Europe Endurance Cup powered by AWS and I must have forgotten some words from from that name. Before I go on, I'm going to say I'm not feeling particularly great today. I'm a bit sniffly-snuffly. I've done the best I can to edit the sniffles and snuffles out for you. Um, But if any get through, I do apologise. But without any further ado, let's take a look at the racing that's happened since we last spoke back at the start of the month. And now, international news. So, first up in this bumper weekend of endurance racing is the six hours of Portimao, the second round of the FAA World Endurance Championship. And I'm going to edit myself a little bit more than I usually do for this because, as I say, I've got four races to get through. So, the race at Portimao was won by the number eight Toyota Gazoo Racing Toyota GR010 hybrid of Sebastian Buemi, Brendan Hartley and Rio Hirakawa. Second place went to the number 50. This is a Ferrari AF Corsa of, um, we've got Miguel Molina in there. We've got Antonio Froco and Nicholas Nielsen. And then third place went to Porsche Penske Motorsport, the number six car. This is Kevin Estre, Andre Lotterer and Lawrence Van Tour. So no British drivers featuring in the top three there. Uh, just outside of the top three, we have the number two Cadillac, which has two British drivers aboard. This is Earl Bamba, who is from New Zealand, Alex Lynn and Richard Bresbrook, both from Britain. The number two Cadillac Racing Cadillac V Series R finished in fourth place, two laps down on the overall winner. Um, number 94, Peugeot Total Energies, Peugeot 9X8, no British drivers aboard, came fifth. The Ferrari 499P with a British driver aboard, the second car, AF called Ferrari AF Corsas uh, 499P in sixth, was Alessandro Perghidi, Antonio Giovinazzi, and British driver James Collado. And then the number 93 Peugeot Total Energies 9X8 of Mikkel Jensen, Jean-Eric Verne, and British driver Paul De Resta finished seventh. In the number 708, the Glickenhaus racing car, uh, we had Raymond Duar, Ryan Briscoe, and Olivier Pla. Again, no British drivers in that. They finished eighth. Ninth place went to the number seven Toyota Gazoo racing machine of Mike Conway, Kamui Kobayashi, and Jose Maria Lopez, Mike Conway being a British driver. And that was the last of the solid block of um, hypercars, 
in the in the classification. There was one other classified hypercar, which was down in 35th place, last of the classified runners. It was Dane Cameron, Michael Christensen, and Fred Makaviki. No British drivers in there for Porsche Penske Motorsports number five car. And then the number four Floyd Van Wall Racing Team, the Van Wall Vandevel 680 of Tom Dillman, Esteban Gutierrez, and Jacques Villeneuve failed to classify. They went out about an hour before the end of the race. So in LMP2, it was a good race for a British team. Uh, United Autosports took a 1-2 in the class. The number 23 car of... It was Josh Pearson, Guido Vandergaard, and British driver Oliver Jarvis uh, finished ahead of their teammates, uh, Frederick Lubin, Philip Hansen, and Ben Handley, the latter two there both being British drivers. So British team and three British drivers on the top two steps of the podium in LMP2. Uh, finishing off the podium was the number 41 Team WRT car. Uh, this was Rui Andrade, Robert Kubica and Luis Delatraz in the number 41 Team WRT machine, which rounded out the podium. The Elsewhere, British interest, we have the number 48 Hertz Team Jota machine. They finished fifth in the class. The driver's Behind the wheel of that car were David Beckman, Ife Ye, and Antonio Felix da Costa. Um, don't count for points this car, though. It is invisible, because as you'll find out when we talk about the six hours of Spa, which has also happened since we last spoke to you, they bought a new car. And then in 11th in class, we have the number 35. This is Alpine Elf Team. Andre Negrau, Memo Rojas, and Ollie Codwell sharing the driving aboard that car, Ollie being a British driver as well. Only other British driver in the class is in the Vector Sport machine, and this is Ryan Cullen. Uh, he shared with Matthias Kayser and Gabriel Aubrey. Uh, they managed to finish in 34th place, did not have the world's best run in LMP2. They were the penultimate classified runner. Then we look at the GT class. And as I said before uh, in the previous episode, uh, the GT class is just LMGTE-AM now. There's no GTE Pro. So taking a look at the GTE-AM class, it was claimed by the number 33 machine. This is Corvette Racing's Corvette or Chevrolet Corvette C8R. It's run by the factory, but as an AM entry for Ben Keating, uh, who is also sharing with Nico Verone and Nicky Katzberg. No British drivers aboard there. Um, in second place was the number 83 car. This is the Richard Meal AF Corsa Ferrari 488, the number 83 machine. Uh, that's driven by Lewis Perez Compac, Compank even, Lilo Rodu and Alessio Rivera. The third place car in the class was the Iron Dames machine. This is the all-female entry uh, from Iron Lynx. It is a Porsche 911 RSR this year, the 2019 car. This is the, the one where they switched the engine and gearbox around, so it's got more of a mid-engine layout. Um, never raced in GT3 in that in that specification, only ever raced as GTE. Uh, drivers aboard there are Sarah Bovey, 
Michel Gatting and Rahel Frey. Um, again, no British drivers aboard. There, taking a look down the list of British drivers in the GT class, there's a few that come up, so let's work our way through those briefly. Next up in terms of British drivers, it's also a British team, it is ORT by TF, that is Oman Racing Team by TF Sport. Uh, obviously being Oman Racing Team you're going to have Ahmed Al-Hati behind the wheel. You've also got Michael Deenan who's an American and Charlie Eastwood who is an Irish licensed driver uh, but is Belfast born so he is British. Uh, we also have the next car being the number 88 Proton Competition car. Uh, the number 25 TF Sport car, by the way, finished 8th in class. 9th in class is the number 88 Proton Competition machine. Uh, drivers sharing that car, Ryan Hardwick from USA, uh, Zachary Rebuchon from Canada, and Harry Tinknell, a British driver there, and he's the platinum driver in that car. Uh, we also have the number... 98, which did not have as good a run. They finished 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th in the class, 33rd overall. This is Northwest AMR, Paul Dallalana from Canada, Nikki Team from Denmark, and Axel Jeffries, who races on a British license. And this team have shut up shop basically and sold the entire operation to Heart of Racing, which is Ian James's team. So from the next round, which was Spa, that car was run as Heart of Racing, but entered as Northwest AMR because the entry lasts for the year. The only other car which didn't classify was the number 777 D-Station Racing. This is another Aston Martin. Uh, for Satoshi Hoshino, Kasper Stevenson and Tomonobu Fuji, uh, two Japanese drivers and a British driver respectively. They made it about an hour and a half into the race before it came to an end for them. So that is the the highlights of the six hours of Portimao in terms of British drivers. And now we get into some of the motorsport that I've actually managed to watch. So now we pop across the Atlantic and we are headed to the left-hand coast of the United States of America and Long Beach, which is the first of the sprint race formats for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Now, there is not a whole lot of space, both on the track and in the paddock at, at uh, Long Beach, so they only take the GTP cars and the two GT classes. There's no LMP2 or LMP3 at Long Beach, which does give us a smaller entry. Okay, um, we're taking a look now at the results of the one hour, 40 minute race, which was won by a British driver. This is the number six car, Porsche Penske Motorsports, a Porsche 963 with Nick Tandy uh, behind the wheel, sharing with Mathieu Jaminet, a French driver as well. Uh, they took the race victory by all nine tenths of a second from Conor Filippi and Nick Yellowly aboard the number 25. This is the BMW M Team RLL BMW M Hybrid V8. They could give me a smaller name there, but you know how I like a big name. Nick Yellowly is a British driver as well. 
Third place went to the poor, second Porsche Penske motorsports car, the number seven. Uh, this has Matt Campbell and Felipe Nasa behind the wheel. Also, of course, a Porsche 93, sorry, 963, uh, but no British drivers aboard there. In fourth place, we have Philip Eng and Augusto Farfus for BMW M Team RLL, the number 24 car, ahead of the number 31, which is Pipo Durrani's Wheel and Engineering Cadillac Racing Cadillac V-Series R, with Alexander Sims, British driver, sharing the driving there. Tom Blomqvist and Colin Braun came next in the number 60 car, finished sixth in the class. Uh, this is the Mayer Shank Racing with Curb Agajanian, Acura ARX 06. Now, Tom Blomqvist is listed on this entry list as from Monaco, but I have seen him as listed as British on other entry lists, so we're going to claim him anyway. The only other GTP cars were the number 10, the Konica Minolta, Acura ARX 06, which managed one hour 38 minutes before failing to complete the race. And the number 01 car, this is Sebastian Bourdais and Renga van der Zander, uh, which did not complete a lap. This is a Cadillac Racing Cadillac V-Series R. Um, Sebastian Bourdais had the wheel of the car at the start of the race, um, lost it at turn one somehow managed to get the number 60 car involved in that as well had a bit of a uh, well the cadillac was out on the spot the 60 car obviously recovered to sixth place but it wasn't uh, didn't didn't cover people in glory on to gtd pro then and this is quite a small class there was only five cars entered into the gtd pro class um the number 14 took the victory. Uh, this is good news for the British Sports Car Podcast because it's the only entry with two British drivers behind the wheel. Jack Hawksworth and Ben Barnicote sharing the Vassar Sullivan Lexus RCF GT3. Uh, they took the victory by 2.785 seconds from Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor behind the wheel of the Corvette Racing Corvette C8R GTD, the number three car. The number nine car came in in third. This is Klaus Bachler and Patrick Pile aboard the FAF Motorsports Porsche 911 GT3R, the 992 shaped car. And then we may as well finish off the uh, fin finish off the entry here because there's only two more cars. One of them has a British driver in it. This is the number 23 car, which finished fourth in the pro class. Uh, Ross Gunn, British driver. Alex Riberas for Heart of Racing Team in an Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR. GT3. The only other car in the class, the number 79, which finished a lap down on the rest of the class, was Danny Junkadea and Jules Gounon aboard the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. So we move on now then to the GTD AM class. As I said in the last episode, they don't identify this as GTD AM, but it's easier to refer to it as am rather than just have have confusion so winning in gtd am was the paul miller racing bmw m4 gt3 this is the number one car of brian sellers and madison snow all american driver lineup for paul miller racing there with the number 27 car 
which is the Heart of Racing team entry for Roman De Angelis and Marco Sorensen in in second place, the number 27 Aston Martin V8 Vantage AMR GT3. Third place went to Frankie Montecalvo and Aaron Tillitz in the Vassar Sullivan run Lexus RCF GT3. No British drivers on the podium, unfortunately, but very conveniently, top three cars on the entry list were the three on the podium. Uh, looking through the entry list now to find British drivers, the number 66 car shows up as having a British driver. This is Sheena Monk sharing with Catherine Legg for Gradient Racing in the Acura NSX GT3. They finished ninth in the class, um, a lap down on the overall leader. Um, we have Seb Prio racing in the class as well in the number 80 AO Racing Machine. They didn't take the start, unfortunately. Um, and then that's it for British drivers. Uh, we do have the number 70 car, though. This is Brendan Uribe and Frederick Shandorf, Inception Racing, supported by Optimum Motorsport, and finishing in sixth place in class. Uh, despite getting caught up in a bit of a kerfuffle at the hairpin, um, the number 97 BMW, uh, which finished 11th, by the way, Bill Orbelin and my mind's just completely escaped me to else. Chandler Hull sharing the driving in the Turner Motorsport car. The number 97 car hit the uh, Inception Racing McLaren from behind, caused a spin around and then just completely blocked up the exit from the hairpin. Uh, other cars that were involved were the number 96, which is the teammate BMW. Uh, Turner Motorsport for Patrick Gallagher and Robbie Foley. We had the 77 involved in there as well. Wright Motorsports Porsche 911 uh, for Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hindman. Uh, and then the number, as I say, the number 97 car was in there as well. Um, the one that started it all off. The number 97 car got a drive-through for its um, part in that, which is part of the reason why it finished a lap down off the leading class and in 11th place overall. And so we move away from ACO rules and prototypes for a little while here to talk now about the first round of the GT World Challenge Europe, or to give it its full name, the Fanatec GT World Challenge Europe, powered by AWS Endurance Cup. This first round came from Monza, the Temple of Speed. Um, there was a 55-car entry list, of which 17 have British interest. So there's a few cars to go through here. Starting off then with the Pro Class. And it was victory in the Pro Class for the number 98. This is the Row Racing uh, BMW M4 GT3 of Philip Eng, Marco Wittmann, and Nick Yellerly, British driver aboard. There, they finished first in class and, of course, first overall. Uh, finishing second in class and overall was the teammate car, the number 998 row racing car. This one had British driver Dan Harper aboard, sharing with Neil Verhagen and Max Hesse. Uh, again, another M4 GT3. And in third place in class is the first car with no British interest, but British GT interest in it. The number 63 Iron Links 
Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2 of Mirko Bortolotti, Andrea Caldarelli and Jordan Pepper. Other cars in the class with British interest. I've picked up on Garage 59 here. No British drivers aboard. We've got Nikolai Kiergaard, Benjamin Goethe and Marvin Kirschhofer. But we do have British GT interest from Garage 59 and from Marvin. So we'll congratulate them on finishing 12th in class, 19th overall. And we'll commiserate with former British GT champion Sandy Mitchell. Uh, British driver aboard the K-Pax Racing Number no. 6 machine, who shared with Marco Mapelli and Franck Pereira, but didn't classify, were 31 laps down at the end of the race. In the gold class, victory went to a car with no British interest in it at all. It's the number 21, Come To You Racing uh, Audi R8 LMS GT3 Evo 2 for Max Hoffer, Nicholas Bert and Maxime Soule. In second place was Optimum Motorsport number five car, Charlie Fagg, Sander Han, and Dean McDonald, making up for the lack of other British drivers on the podium by filling a car with British drivers themselves and being run by a British team to boot. Of course, being Optimum Motorsport, it's going to be a McLaren 720S GT3 Evo. And then the number 30 car rounded out the podium, Team WRT of Jean Baptiste Simonauer, Callan Williams and Niklas Kluten sharing a BMW M4 GT3. And I am just checking here that I've not missed another British driver in gold, and I haven't. So we move on now to Pro-Am, and again, it's another one where we've just got the podium, but more British... The British fortunes are spread a bit more in this one, because the class was won by Barwell Motorsports, number 78 Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo 2, this one driven by Adam Ballon and Rob Collard, sharing with Dennis Lind. The second, uh, they finished 30th overall, by the way, first in class. The second place in the class, finishing 32nd overall, was BMW Italia Seato Racing, uh, Stefano Comandini, Marco Cesara and Francesco Ghiera, all Italian drivers in, with a name like BMW Italia, you'd expect it to be an M4 GT3. And then in third place, we have the number two, Get Speed Run, uh, Mercedes AMG GT3, we assume an Evo, for Lance Bergstein, Andrzej Lewandowski, and Aaron Walker, British driver aboard. They're finishing in 42nd place overall, third in the Pro-Am class. Come To You Racing also topped the silver class. Uh, Loris Hesmans, Sam Diongi and Finlay Hutchinson, British driver aboard in the car which won the class. Uh, Audi R8 LMS GT3 Evo from Come To You Racing there. With Mad Panda Motorsport in second, no British interest aboard. Magnus Gustafsson, Alexei Nesov and Ezekiel Perez Compank sharing the driving for the Mad Panda Mercedes AMG GT3. They finished 25th overall second in the silver class. Third in the silver class, 27th overall, went to the number 58, GRT Grasser Racing Team Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo. Uh, drivers aboard, Ricky Capo, an Aust Austrian. Fabrizio Cristini, Cristani, my apologies, is Italian. And Sam Neary, a British driver, getting a bit of a taste of the competition before he goes to 
before he goes to Silverstone for the second round of British GT in his family Mercedes. Uh, no other British drivers in the silver class. There's a lot more British representation in the bronze class, though. Only one of the cars is listed here doesn't have a British driver or team involved, and that's the car that finished third. We'll get to that in a second. So we start off with the winner in class. 15th overall, first place in the bronze class, went to Pure Ruxing, or Racing, R-X-C-I-N-G. They've done that just to confuse me, haven't they? Klaus Backler and Joel Sturm sharing with Alex Malakin, who races now under a British licence, in a Porsche 911 GT3R 992. Second place went to Sky Tempesta Racing. This is a McLaren 720S gt 3 Evo, uh, Chris Froggart and Jonathan Huy sharing the driving with Eddie Cheever, uh, finishing second place in class, 17th overall. One place behind, 18th overall, third in class, was Haupt Racing Team. Arjun Mani, Sebastian Bald and Hubert Haupt sharing the driving of Mercedes AMG GT3. Arjun Mani cut his teeth racing in British Formula 3, so there's a little bit, very tangential link in that car to the British GT package at least. 20th overall, fourth in the class, went to Garage 59. No British drivers aboard here. Enrique Chavez, Miguel Ramos and Luis Peretti sharing a McLaren 720S GT3 Evo. Uh, 22nd place overall, sixth in the class, went to Vulcan Horse Motorsport. British driver James Kell shares with Anders Buchart and Thomas Neubauer in a BMW M4 GT3. Team WRT finished in 29th place, 9th in the bronze class, with British drivers Adam Carroll, Lewis Proctor and Tim Whale all sharing the number 31 M4 GT3. Whilst Team Parker Racing's British driver Derek Pearce, uh, British driver Kian Jewis and New Zealand driver Jackson Evans uh, took 34th place overall and 11th place in the class in a Porsche 911 GT3R 992. The only other car with British interest in the class was Dynamic GT Hubert Racing. Uh, Philip Sager, Marius Nacken and Benjamin Barker sharing a Porsche 911 GT3R. They were the final classified car on the on the results, they finished 43rd and 16th in the bronze class. So that is Monza, first round of the Fanatec GT World Challenge Europe. Second round is in a couple of weeks' time at Brands Hatch. So if you are interested in seeing some GT3 cars being thrown around the Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit by some very highly qualified professional drivers, get yourself to brandshatch.co.uk, get yourself a ticket and enjoy a festival of of GT racing from the Grand Prix circuit at Brands Hatch. And that brings us to the final race of this episode, which is the six hours of Spa Francorchamps, which the results of which are currently less than 24 hours old. Very good race, watched it from start to finish, loved it all the way. Not so certain that the lack of tyre warmers is a good idea, I will be honest, but ours is not to wonder why, ours is just to talk about it on a podcast. 
So let's take a look then at the results of the Total Energy's six hours of Spa Francorchamps. This is round three of the FAA World Endurance Championship and the last round before the big one, the 100th anniversary running of the 24 hours of Le Mans. So final classifications going by category then. We have the hypercar class was claimed by a British driver. This is a number seven Toyota Gazoo racing car of Mike Conway, Kamui Kobayashi and Jose Maria Lopez. The British driver aboard there of course being Mike Conway. Toyota GR010 hybrid uh, finished the race 148 laps in six hours 24 seconds 0 0.798. Um, we're never going to be trouble troubling uh, lap records well, they're saying that we did set a, a, a lap record in the hypercar class of a 2.02.327. That was Kamui Kobayashi that set that lap record time. Uh, but we were never going to be struggling, uh, troubling the distance records um, in this race. We had an awful lot of safety car, about an hour of safety car, plus a little bit of full course caution as well. Second place went to Toyota Gazoo Racing as well. Sebastian Bremi. Brendan Hartley and Rio Hirakawa in the number eight car. They were eleven seconds and change short of their or further away from their from their teammates at the end of the race. And over a minute further back was the AF Corsa Ferrari of Alessandro Preghidi, British driver James Collado, and Antonio Giovinazzi, the Ferrari 499P hypercar hybrid. Uh, again completing 148 laps but a bit further back these guys had um, problems with tyre warm-up particular problems with tyre warm-up which as we'll come to in a bit caused some big problems for their teammates we also had the number five Porsche Penske motorsport car Dane Cameron Michael Christensen and Frederick Makovicki of Porsche 963 they finished fourth ahead of the number two Cadillac Two British drivers aboard, Albamba, New Zealand, Alex Lind, Richard Westbrook, um, uh, British, Cadillac V-Series R finishing in fifth. In the number 38, Mighty 38, and it was a welcome return to the top class for Hertz team Jota, who debuted their Porsche 963 hypercar hybrid. Um, let's say they finished in sixth place. They were the second car off the lead lap, but I don't think they were particularly worried about that. The car was shaken down at Weissacht about a week before the race. The, the team received the car at the circuit, didn't get a chance to pre-test with it. I think they're just happy that the car made it through the weekend unscathed and they can start their pre testing programme now. But Carlsberg don't make liveries, but if they did... We also have Raymond Dimar, Olivier Pla, and Franck Malieux in 7th place. The number 708 Glickenhaus racing car. The Glickenhaus 007. This is the first of the non-hybrid Ipa car. Uh, we then have the two Peugeots together. Uh, Paul de Resta, British driver aboard, along with Mikkel Jensen uh, of Denmark and Jean-Eric Van. Um, they finish in 8th place. The number 94 of Loic Duval, Gustavo Menezes and Nico Muller finished in ninth. Last of the two 
uh, last two of the classified hypercars. But, yes, they were two laps down on their rivals. Yes, they were the last to classify. But for the first time uh, this year, those Peugeots looked like a race car. They really did. Um, so that project is coming to fruition and hopefully we'll see steps forward when we go to Lassart in June. We also had retired cars. The number three Cadillac racing car was the first to retire. Uh, this was Sebastian Bourdais, British driver Jack Aitken, who didn't get a chance to have a go in the car, and Renga van der Zander, who probably wishes he didn't. Uh, don't know what caused the car to snap into oversteer at the bottom of Eau Rouge, uh, but it pretty much snapped into two at Radial when it piled into the barriers, uh, destroyed the side of the car. Um, Renga got out under his own steam, waved to the crowds, gave them a bow before getting into the medical car for routine checks, but he was all okay. But the car is slightly a mess. Um, fortunately, this was the spare car. Uh, so the way Cadillac have done this is they've assigned all the race cars that they've got. Um, don't forget there's a few race cars out there because there's the Cadillac racing car that races in IMSA. There is the wheel and engineering Cadillac car that races in IMSA as well. There is the Cadillac racing car that races in World Endurance Championship. And then there is the Cadillac racing car, which is the extra car that is going to race at Le Mans. So that's four racing chassis they need this year. They've also built a, a spare testing chassis, which was the chassis that raced at Spa. Uh, so they've lost, they've lost their buffer zone, but this isn't their Le Mans car. So that was good news. Uh, also not having good news, Porsche Penske Motorsport. Uh, Lawrence Van Tour was at the wheel of the Porsche number six Porsche 963 when it ground to a halt on the way out the bus stop chicane um bit of a silly mistake it looked like it seemed like they just ran out of energy um the new way that the hybrid cars work at least is they have a certain amount of energy they're allowed to use uh, and that can come either from the internal combustion engine or the hybrid system and when you reach that level of energy over a stint the car shuts down gets pushed behind the barriers at the bus stop chicane and the driver has to walk back to the pits, uh, which is what happened to Mr. Van Tour. Uh, Floyd Van Wall Racing Team, the Van the Van Wall Van 680, which I said last episode, I will say again, love that name. Um, wasn't quite so good for them either. They came across a Ferrari coming out of Curve of Paul Ferrer and onto Blanchiment, followed another car through, I think it might have been the Glickenhaus. Tried to follow the Glickenhaus through a gap. Uh, the Ferrari closed the gap. Pure racing incident. Uh, the Van Wall then proved that it is a very strong and safe car. But it did bounce off the wall. Damaging suspension and wheels, etc, etc. Uh, damaging the, the bodywork quite significantly as well. And the car was out at Blanchiment with ooh, just over half the race gone. And then four hours, 21 minutes into the race, um, Miguel Molina and Niklas Nielsen had done their stints in the number 50. Uh, young Mr. Froco, this is Antonio Froco, uh, had got aboard, had been told to be very, very careful on tyre warm-up because no tyre blankets anymore and it was 
slippy as all hell, uh, going out on cold slicks. Seemed to be doing what he was told. He was taking quite easily as he came out of the pits, and all of a sudden, the car just snapped to the right, uh, impacted the barrier quite significantly, uh, ended up resting across the track and caused one of the many safety cars. So that car was retired on the spot as well. Um, what I will say, looking at fastest lap times, by the way, um, obviously Kamui Kobayashi set the new lap record for hypercar, a 2.02. But you look at the best lap times for a lot of the cars, and the new cars, the Ferraris, um, I mean, they're in the they're, they're in the top three or four for, for fastest pace. The Cadillac as well. Even the Peugeots aren't a million miles off the pace there. They're 205s um, compared to, I'd say the average is probably 204. So pace is returning in this class quite nicely. So on to LMP2 then. And it is congratulations to Team WRT, the number 41 car. This is... All the cars in this class are Orica 07 chassis, Gibson powertrains, Goodyear tyres. Uh, the, the winning car, the number 41 of um, Rui Andrade, Robert Kubica and Luis De La Traz. Uh, they won by six and a very little bit seconds from the number 23 of United Autosports, Josh Pearson. Tom Blomqvist, who in ACO rules is listed as a British driver, uh, in other categories is listed as Monaco, and Oliver Jarvis, who is also listed as a British driver in this class. That's the number 23, United Autosports, Orica, in second. The number 34, Inter-Europol competition car, uh, that finished in third. Um, this is Jakob Schmigowski, Fabio Scherer and Albert Costa sharing the driving in that particular car. Uh, quite a late move to the front, very bold move. Uh, we, we, we like that one an awful lot. Um, other British interest in the class though. We have the number 22 United Autosports car. This is Frederick Lubin, British driver. Philip Hansen, British driver. Felipe Albuquerque of Portugal. Uh, they finished fifth in the class in their Orica 07 Gibson. Uh, we also have the number 35 car. This is the Alpine Elf team. Uh, Andre Negrau, Memo Rojas and British driver Oliver Caldwell. Uh, they finished in eighth place overall. Last car on the lead lap in LMP2. And then we have uh, British interest because of the team. Uh, but not because of the drivers. The first car off the lead lap was the number 28. This is the Jota run Orica of David Hennemeyer Hansen, Pietro Fittipaldi and Oliver Rasmussen. Uh, they finished in ninth place overall. Um, retired in the class. The only retirement in the class was the Vector Sport car, uh, which had British interest aboard in the, in the way of... Ryan Cullen sharing with Matthias Kaiser and Gabriel Aubrey. Uh, this car ended up being pushed behind the wall. I believe it is up at the um, Lecom uh, area after 
somewhere, so it was about half an hour into his stint, and all of a sudden, the wheel was doing a different lap time to the rest of the car. Um, don't think anybody knows quite what happened there, but the car was sans left rear wheel as it came to a halt, and the the marshals did their thing to remove that car under a full course yellow. Final class then is the LMGTE AM class, and we are not awash with British driving talent in this class, so this shouldn't take too long uh, to to get through. We have uh, winning the class is the number 83, Richard Meal AF Corsa, uh, Ferrari 488 GTE Evo. Uh, they completed 140 laps during the six hours of the race. And it is the uh, car of Luis Perez Compank, Lilu Wadu and Alessio Rivera who claimed the victory in that particular class. Second place went to Ben Keating, Nico Verone and Nicky Katzberg. The number 33 Corvette Racing Run, Chevrolet Corvette C8R. They finished 18.653 seconds behind the Ferrari 488 of Richard Meal AF Corsa. With ORT by TF, uh, Ahmed Alhati, Michael Dinan, and British driver Charlie Eastwood on board there. Um, fourth place went to the number 88 Proton Competition Run Porsche 911 RSR19. This was American driver Ryan Hardwick, Canadian driver Zachary Ribachon, and British driver Harry Tinknell aboard the number 88 Proton Competition car in fourth place. Uh, looking back down the list here now, um, desperately trying not to miss anybody. Uh, GR Racing finished 12th overall. This is the number 86 machine of Michael Rainwright and Benjamin Barker, both British drivers, sharing with Ricardo Pera uh, in the GR Racing Porsche 911. RSR 19 12th place last of the classified uh, runners and but still finishing uh, the full full race distance in the GTE AM class the only retirement or non-classified is the number 54 AF course machine this is Thomas Floor Francesco Castellacci and Davide Rigon Castellacci had the wheel when it came to grief along with the Floyd Van Roo racing car. The car managed after, after being pushed out of the gravel, um, which it is allowed to do because it's allowed external external assistance to get to a place of safety. Um, so the marshals and uh, a pickup truck dragged it out of the gravel. Then the driver drove it back to the pits, but the team worked on the car throughout the rest of the race for the last just under two and a half hours, but weren't able to return it to the track, uh, and therefore it completed only 74 laps and is not classified. So that is everything we've got for this month's international news. Quite a good month of racing, and it goes a little bit quiet now on the international stages things start to get ready for the big ones. We've got the 24 hours of Nürburgring coming up in May. Uh, in June, we have 24 hours of Le Mans. Uh, 
in July, we tend to have crowd strike 24 hours of Spa. So we've got some big races coming up to look at. But in terms of multiple championships out on the same days each weekend, it quietens down a little bit, uh, which is good news for me at least. So I'm going to say goodbye for now. I'm going to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you're using. If you want to leave us a nice little five-star review, I'd be ever so grateful. And do please tell your friends about us so that they can download and listen to us as well. I'd be ever so grateful. We should have an episode of the the full British Sports Car Podcast with Sarah coming out soon as well. So look out for that. And next weekend is the Silverstone 500, the Blue Riband event in the British GT calendar. So we'll have additional content coming from there along with the from the racetrack episodes and do keep an eye on the microsites that pop up on our website to cover the big british gt events have yourself a lovely bank holiday weekend whatever it is you are doing we'll look forward to hopefully seeing some of you at silverstone to hearing your feedback via social media and talking to you again with international news in may Thanks for listening to the British Sports Car Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on socials at BritSC Podcast. This podcast is a Storm Vixen created production in conjunction with RPS Driven Media.